Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm John Ledger from thedraftnetwork.com along with Trevor Sikama, also from thedraftnetwork.com. And Trevor, good morning to you on a Monday morning, but only if your team was victorious in week <coughs> six of the NFL season. All right, way to tell me to F off 90 seconds into the podcast. <laughs> Not even 90, 20 seconds in, new record. Yeah, I'm that might st- be I'm a new pumped. record. I'm pumped, dude. I'm pumped about that steal. Listen, league. listen, listen. Yes. Listen. Didn't you pick the Bengals? Yes, I did. But I don't yeah. even care. I yeah. don't even care. Yeah, yeah. Guess who picked the Steelers? You did, but because you also said they the suck. The Bengals can't beat the Steelers. That's a good point. It's a great point. I was on a I was on a different radio show last week too, and uh, th- th- that kind of logic does not just stay in our podcast. Everyone else picked the Bengals. They're like, "Oh yeah, we like the Bengals this year. Bengals are good. Steelers are down." And I went, "Nope," because until it happens, I'm gonna pick the Steelers. Steelers and defense got lucky in the first half, but they actually did some things in the second half that gave me hope that will probably be dashed by Baker Mayfield after the bye week when they play the Browns. So I'm excited for that. But for now. It just, you know, it feels good to, like, own one team. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know you don't know what I mean, like, firsthand experience, but, like. Well, if the Bucks would have beat the Falcons, then Jameis would have remained undefeated against the Falcons. Really? Uh, in Atlanta. So, wow. in Atlanta, in Atlanta. In so. Atlanta, okay. All right. I did not know that. That's but funny. that didn't happen. And instead, Mike Smith has his defense on an average pace to be the worst defense in NFL history, John. But won't be fired. Imagine being the worst at your job in history of the job and And still cashing that check. (laughs) It's amazing. It's not like this is like a one-year thing. Oh, maybe we'll figure it out. Dude, the boys club is crazy, man. The boys club is so tight-knit. It's not about relationships. You are are sworn in for life. You got to put your right hand in the air, left hand on the Bible when you get into that boys club. Club and they will never let you out. I'm telling you what, man, that is the truest thing you've ever said on this podcast. Other than that, the Steelers were going to beat the Bengals. Uh, that's true. Okay, fair, 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 fair. We got to talk about. You know what I want to talk about today? Totally sure. going to come out of left field because we we've been talking a lot about the rookies and there are good performances to get to and we will talk about them as the week goes on. But wanted to like look at some second year players, the second the second year running back class because I got a couple questions this past week for the mailbag. People are like, oh, rank these second-year running backs, and like, who do you think's the best out of this group? This class is looking pretty freaking good in retrospect, mm-hmm. and none of the top four guys are looking like the best dudes. <laughs> I mean, was it the uh, so what would you? What were the names in it? Fournette, okay, so McCaffrey, Fournette, Cook, Mixon. Yeah, Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, widely considered the quote-unquote top four guys. Mm-hmm. Then Alvin Kamara, obviously, uh, Kareem Hunt, obviously. James Conner was in the third round of this draft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know Fournette's been hurt and Cook so, has not been healthy. Let, plus the let me ask. Let me set it up like this before we kind of get into yes. like how they've been. Like, where did you have them pre-draft? So I honestly liked all of them, kind of. But like, not well, so gonna, did I. But you okay, know. so I had Cook. I thought Mixon was in the most upside of the group at that point. I was like docking for personal, you know, character stuff. Um, so sure, he was like the fourth guy, I think. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't, I don't know. It was just kind of one of those things where like he is more talented than cook, but not as like cook was the one number one guy and Mixon would have been number two for me if I was just ranking them on ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had uh Fournette three and McCaffrey four, I believe. 
or I can't, I can't even remember right now. One of those. They were real close on my board anyway, McCaffrey and Fournette. Uh, but I, I had Fournette had, in like the 40s on my board where people had, thought he was like the greatest running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. I had Dalvin, Mixon, McCaffrey, Fournette, Kamara, Hunt, and then I think I had P. Ryan, then James Conner, and then – no, I think I had Marlon Mack and then James Conner and then Wayne Gallman, and that was my order. Dude, I wasn't even. I wish I could say I liked all of these guys except James Conner. I did not have was not high on James Conner. Had like a fourth round grade on him, I think, or something. He's been unbelievable. I mean, I don't know how much you've seen his Steelers. I know you saw the Bucks game. They just threw it all yeah. over the Bucks, so they, you didn't get to see him do a ton. I don't think, but like his runs. I mean, he has probably five of the biggest highlight plays by a running back of the year. I mean, it's unbelievable the stuff he's been able to do. Oh, I mean, he was insane his freshman year at Pitt yeah and then the injuries slowed him down and then obviously cancer and stuff and he didn't look the same and he but he's cut like a ton of weight since getting into the NFL it looks like like he doesn't he was listed 233 at the combine no way is he I don't think even think he's 220 right now like he's he's a bigger dude for a running back but like he's pretty lanky like but he he, he added explosiveness it's very similar to Le'Veon Bell transformed his body and became a much more explosive athlete as a result. Um, and my goodness, he's tearing it up. And honestly, we're at the point right now. And Wayne Gallman, by the way, was in that mix for me, which totally screwed me up. I mean, he's okay, look, man, Wayne Gallman's good. He's going to get a chance. We said this. I don't care. Wayne Gallman can play. He he made some nice plays the other night. He honestly did. He's just never going to get, I mean, he's hardly going to get to see the field. He's with the Giants still, right? Yeah. Get him off the Giants, man. That's the thing. They got rid of all their other running backs, basically. He's going to be Saquon Barkley's backup for the next three or two years or whatever. Like, Then maybe he'll get a shot. But, again, he Lane. won't anything on tape, so he'll probably be pegged. I agree with you. I think he's I think he's good. He's shown something when he's played. But, like, so, Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara, good? No. And I think I had him over both or one of those guys. Um, so I love Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara, but I thought they were, like, you know, great receiving backs who could block and who could run the ball a little bit and give you a nice change up where do you value that at this time not using a numerical scale which probably would have saved me if i had because like all the traits that i have up high definitely would have saved me with kareem hunt because all the traits that i value a lot he had and i just hadn't organized my thinking as an analyst in that way yet um so that would have probably saved me a lot with him the frustrating part is being kind of low on Fournette for who he was like I didn't really see Fournette as this great power back that other people saw like I thought he was a good athlete but I did not see him as this like tackle breaking run over people type of player like really no and he's not been that guy in the NFL that's not been who he is he he goes down on first contact a lot you know and I always thought that Leonard Fournette was just like a momentum monster kind of you know yeah, like right like open big body field. dude if you get him going yeah he's gonna run you over but six foot, you six know. foot 240 when you get that moving at the speeds he can move at in the open field yes you'll get those kind of plays but around the line of scrimmage like it, if he you can't get through that space right sure fell you're, you're never gonna get a chance to use those other things in the open field so and because he wasn't a great receiving prospect that really also eliminated some of his natural gifts in the open field. Cause like, how is, how is he going to be maximized in that way where hunt was a much better receiver? So like I had all these traits in my head and I was like, man, what hurt, what hurt Fournette's eval for me the most was he will, he will forever be hurt. Like his, yeah. like his ankle injuries are like chronic. Yeah. He, like he will, he will literally always have ankle and hamstring injuries always. 
And I, when I kind of like read up on that, like, oh yeah, his ankle, because I, th- I think he got hurt. I think he got hurt his freshman year, and then he got hurt again his junior year with his ankle. And it was basically like at that point, I was kind of reading up on it, and I was like, man, is this like a chronic thing that's just going to keep happening with Fournette? And I basically kind of pieced together that yeah, there's the likelihood is that his ankles will never be what they once were. Like yeah. once he continues to hurt them, they will still be bad. And I'm like, okay. Uh, running back with ankle injuries, not good. Like right. not good before, and that's why I had Fournette as my RB four that year, almost just because I couldn't trust him health wise. I thought, okay, you might get a couple, maybe you'll get a couple of good years with Fournette, but then he's just forever going to be on and off injured reserve. They're not injured reserve, but you know what I mean, right, like an yeah. active list. And right. like he's a couple years into his career, and here we are. Dude is still hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Dude's still hurt all the time. Right. Yeah, it's uh, he is he's a tough player. I mean, I didn't think he was a hard evaluation at all, to be honest. Like, it's not surprising to me that he's just been kind of solid in his NFL career so far. Like, a good player. There's some there's some couple great breakaway runs probably every season, but like for the most part, you're talking about a guy that you can find in any round of the draft. I think I just don't think he's a special type of player. Not any round of the draft, but like you know, you're finding these guys in round two and three. And Hunt is like, you know, people would have said. If you would have said Hunt was better than Fournette before the draft, you would have been crazy. But like everybody would have been just absolutely, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it would have been the most insane thing to say well, ever. Well, you talked about his production. We were talking a little bit before the show, and you were saying it's hard to eval some small school guys sometimes because, you know, you want to see these guys. If 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 there's a small school prospect, the the rule is. That if it's lesser competition, they have to dominate it. Like right. if they're going to be in the NFL, if you're going up against lesser competition, we see small school guys go from where they are to the NFL all the time. But normally it's just because they're freaks at that level. So Kareem Hunt, I thought Kareem Hunt really dominated his competition at Toledo. I thought Kareem Hunt was like a complete running back. I thought his game was perfect. I loved Kareem Hunt. I really did. There were a lot of things. And I, I wrote a big article back him about him in January before he got drafted. Um, how I loved his all-around game. I thought this guy was a total package, but I did not trust nearly as much that he could do the same kind of things at the NFL level, and he clearly is. So that's always the big wild card is you have to check the box of competition to say, okay, he dominates here, but how much of the domination translates beyond like making what what would be like ma- just making it in the NFL and then being a star in the NFL right. that's what's tough that's what's re- because there's almost no way you can tell that unless he gets to the combine and obviously is just like an absolute freak but he wasn't a freak i mean he was he had a good i thought Kareem Hunt had a good combine but that's why it's tough with small school guys i think well i'll tell you exactly why i will I was both Kareem Hunt Hive, but also not as high as I should have been on Kareem Hunt in a second. But first, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking us for advice, and usually it's what team to bet on this week. Truth is, we don't always know who's going to win, believe it or not. Unless, as unless, we are. unless the Steelers are playing the Bengals. That's true. But you don't want, do you want me to bring up Patriots, Chiefs? Actually, as of no. this recording, the game is not over, but... But yeah, I you don't want we, to. I think pal. we know where it's headed. To, I think we know where it's headed, and it might not be in favor of you. Anyway, got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why we always tell people go bet with my bookie. Trust us, guys. They're your best bet this season. They've been in the business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. 
We would only recommend a service to all of you that has been great to us. That's why we're urging you. Make your way over to MyBookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Locked on is the promo code to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. Locked On is the promo code when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. And MyBookie will match the listener's first deposit 100% up to $1,000. We thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. Okay, Trevor, here is why. I think Kareem Hunt was a tough evaluation. Yes, you talk about the small school stuff, okay? Dominate that level of competition, sure. But also, you're kind of relying on blocking. And, and you know, it's Toledo, and you're not necessarily playing with the greatest all-around talent around you, too, which you kind of need to, to, to maximize your gifts. And I'll say one area he really stood out in as a receiver. I loved him in that area. Probably mm-hmm. didn't value receiving enough. Probably didn't value receiving enough in my new numerical scale. It's something I'm going to bump up for running backs uh, in this upcoming class. Like it's got to be up there with Passing the primary league, traits. Baby. It's yeah, it's it's that important. So I love those things about him. Complete type of player in my mind. I just didn't think there were any special traits when I watched him on tape. Averaged five and a half yards a carry as a in two thousand as a junior. Averaged five point six yards per carry as a senior. Didn't even hit a thousand yards as a junior. I mean, he's playing well. But I again, no, no really explosive traits to me in my mind. Dan went to the combine, and it just—I mean, he ran a four-six-two. It's in the twenty-eighth percentile for running backs, and he's right mm-hmm. around the average size, you know, for a mm-hmm. running back. So that's why you never, like, never. If they don't show up at the combine and blow it up, you—that's what I you mean. don't know. It's, you don't know. You and just he didn't don't do agilities, and I was like, oh boy, he's not doing agilities. Like, <laughs> it's like you know what the, you know, always, everybody knows what that, that means. You, I know you. I've been to the combine now two years in a row with you. Anytime somebody in an important drill doesn't do it, you're like, yeah, they're a coward. Uh, they're just a coward hey, about it. Saquon did the short shuttle, and it was terrible. And he didn't do the three code, and we all heard why. And it was because his three code sucks. He said, <laughs> off the now. I don't know if that was like public knowledge that but he knew his three cone wasn't going to be good which blows my mind but that his three cone and shuttle would have been both bad but anyway another another conversation for another time when we talk about that ridiculous monster but i just thought man is there enough special stuff for like i could see him being a great change of pace player but he's a star like like laura leonard fournette will never be as good as cream hunt like imagine saying that pre-draft (laughs) <laughs> he would have been laughed out of off of Twitter or wherever you, I mean, that's just, that would have been the craziest take, but like, yeah, I look back and I'm like, it was true. And we should, where would it. you, so look at these, look at these top six. What is it? Five. Yeah. Six. These top six guys, the top six guys get, that got drafted. Yeah. Where, where would you put them now? If you had to like redraft and basically let's like, okay, Connor, let's throw Connor in there. We have a large enough sample size. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, where'd you put those seven dudes, man, dude. And Aaron Jones is still yet. I mean, the Packers are never going to run the ball, but he has had some unbelievable runs. Oh, Aaron Jones is good too. Yeah. Uh, dude, this is, this is crazy, but like, is Fournette last? (laughs) I don't know. Like, you know, we, so, okay. So cook played a couple games towards ACL has been back, then missed a couple games 
So like he probably he it might be his last just because he he hasn't been on the field even less than Fournette. But yeah. like I still think Cook is better than Fournette. He's in like the I mean one of the worst offensive lines in the league. The Vikings are pass happy like as crazy pass yeah. happy. Donald was really good last year. Right. Though, like he was he unbelievable when he played, but he only played like five games, right? So yeah, it's just hard to cut. And he's been fine this year, but again, it's just like I don't know what's going to happen. You know, just the uncertainty with him in a group this good. Like I watched Mixon today. Kid's freaking good. Yes, he has some vision issues, but like if 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 they give him something up front, he can maximize break tackles, open field, a speed, explosiveness. Mm-hmm. Plus, he can catch the ball, makes people miss. He's going to be good, no doubt about it. McCaffrey, I don't think he'll ever be this gr- a great running back today. Eight carries for 20 yards, I think. They didn't really commit to the run much. Numbers-wise, at least he's been better uh, running the ball this season. But, like, I don't know, man. I mean, it's probably Kamara. Let's reorder it. Let's okay. do it. Kamara, Hunt, and I honestly, I think it's those two. Are, it's almost a toss-up. Like, they're both so good. Uh, Kamara, Hunt. Oh, man. Connor, <laughs> damn, really, dude? I'm yeah. telling you, you got to watch him. I was not even a believer before. I thought he was a solid player. I mean, he's been incredible the whole season. Man, I mean, like Connor or Mixon. Well, let's go Mixon. Just still leaning toward the upside, maybe a little bit. Um, Mixon, Connor, uh, McCaffrey, Cook, Fournette. I I I, can't, I gotta do it. I gotta go with at least the upside of Dalvin Cook. I think if he's healthy and he's actually gets well, a mean, chance to carry I, the ball. Yeah, I'm I have Dalvin Cook. I'm not knocking him too much necessarily for early injuries. I mean, I know I kind of do the same for Fournette, so it's a little hypocritical, but like I think that Leonard Fournette is always gonna be hurt forever, like throughout his career. I don't necessarily think that of Dalvin Cook yet. Like I think that he might just like be banged up. Um but I would go Kamara one. Hunts two. I agree that is that is just tier one, and then I would go Dalvin, Mixon, Connor, and that's like tier two. Like those guys are in tier two, and then Fournette and McCaffrey are in tier. Three. Yeah, we see the tiers are the same for sure. That's how I would do it. Yeah, yeah because Dal- if 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 I'm if I'm giving Dalvin the benefit of the doubt, I think if he's healthy, he could be the best guy on the list. I mean, I think he's that good. But well, I don't. I really don't think anybody in this class is better than Kamara anymore. Yeah, I, like I that's really fair, don't. Actually, yeah, Cook will never make that impact as a receiver. The kid is just stupid good. Either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, no doubt. He's he's and Kamara didn't test well either in any capacity. Didn't run well. Didn't jump well. It you know and it, and I don't even value athletic. So how about that this, right? Running back. I did a I did an in depth like one of my draft cover threes was on Alvin Kamara. Because I was looking at him as a potential option for the Buccaneers. Because they needed an upgraded receiving back from Charles Sims um, back a couple years ago. I mean, they actually still do. But um, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. And the big thing about Kamara, loved his, I loved his short area burst. Um, loved his balance. Thought he was a great receiver. I thought he could block decently well for his size. But then there were so many plays where he either got caught from behind or couldn't beat a defender to the end to like the sideline to turn up the sideline to go up the field. And I'm like, okay, this guy doesn't have the top speed. So like he's good in short areas, he's explosive, um he's agile, but he just doesn't have the long speed, and that's fine. I don't know how he developed that when he put on a Saints jersey. It's crazy. But now like he's one of the fastest backs in the league. Well, I don't even know if he's uh, explosive. 
the short area. He and Hunt both. Super well, explosive. For sure. short but like I've watched enough Bucks Saints games now over the past two years, and they get it to Kamara, and he will just burn DBs. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know where it came from because he didn't have it at Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, I crazy, yeah. and that's and that's some of the things. And you and I were kind of joking around about before the podcast is obviously, you know. We don't have problem admitting when we're wrong, but we certainly we do this for a living. We have pride in what we do. We want to be right because it means that the work that we put in to scout the players correctly was worth it and was worth was was correct. And so we have a little bit of pride in this. And when we see players where you feel like you nailed them pre-draft, and then just something happens, either light turns on or, you know, strength and conditioning or they change some weight or whatever happens, happens. And yet y'all of a sudden look like you were too low on a guy or too high on a guy or whatever. And you just go, man, what happened in hunts? What kind of, and Alvin's one of those guys, Alvin's one of those guys who I really liked, but I was like, yeah, he's a, I mean, he's a day two dude, you know, like late two dude. And all of a sudden he's the best offensive weapon in the NFL coming out of the backfield. So weird, you know, weird. Here is the thing that really, gets me with these guys it's how do you value them pre-draft because i think i would have been described as kareem hunt and alvin kamar hive like i was fans of both players now i know some people had kamara in round one and when that hype started i definitely was probably not with that i was obviously not with that group so it was you know then i got pulled that's fair i felt like i was always like one of the guys pounding the table for kareem hunt but nobody had kareem hunt in the first round even if you loved kareem hunt so it's just kind of this frustrating, like, okay, where do we value these guys? Like, how do we figure out what the, how the you way play to them, value think, these guys? Like, I think how you play them obviously means a lot. And, yeah. you know, we, we we also talk about coaching and fit and where guys end up, and I do think that's a big deal too. Um, by the way, the Bucks on the goal line against the Falcons had a play where they went five wide, and then Adam Humphreys – ran into the backfield to stand next to Jameis Winston in a Christian McCaffrey role and ran like a Christian McCaffrey route. Wait, what do you mean a Christian McCaffrey route? Like just a little like out of the backfield into the flat, like chopping his feet, burning a DB, like ready for the ready for the reception. And the ball didn't go to him, but he was open like oh. it should have. I thought you were going to say they handed it off to him. The Steelers handed no, it off to no, Ryan no, Switzer. No. Steelers, Steelers have handed it off to Ryan Switzer like six times this year. Yeah, dude. Go but figure that's that a, one out. Like that's, like that's the thing. Like – Christian McCaffrey is good. I'm not trying to say that he's not. Like, he's talented. But you took this guy eight overall, and you've got other teams in the league running Ryan Switzer and Adam Humphreys in, like, the same kind of role. And they can yeah. succeed in the same kind of, like, short area ways. Christian McCaffrey you know? can be amazing, which I don't think will ever even be a top 10 running back in the NFL. But he could be a top 10 running back in the NFL, and that still would be an absolutely horrible pick by the Carolina It's just, you, like, how you use guys and what right. you see their strengths are are crazy around the league. I think that was my main point there. Yeah, No, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think that really the biggest things I learned from Kareem Hunt and, uh, and, uh, and not that you can't do this for everybody, but from Alvin Kamara and from Kareem Hunt, I learned – have to value receiving a ton, a ton, a ton. And apparently I didn't learn enough, but I'm going to learn it even more, I think, in next year's draft. Um, you have to – it matters so much. To be on the field for three downs matters so much. Uh, and I think yeah. the NFL learned that from taking both these guys in the third round. I think they, they really – I think they they learned that can be – I mean, continue to learn. I think some teams already figured it out. But that was so big uh, to me with both of them. The other thing was – don't get too caught up in testing for the running backs. And not that I was too caught up in it, but with especially with Hunt from a small school, you want to see how it translates. And it was like, yeah, oh, but I got scared. Yeah, but 
Yeah, but we talk about checking boxes, right? And you're if you're not the athlete you need to be, you can't make it in the league. I think at running back, sometimes Being you in can, the 28th but, percentile ain't checking the box. But athleticism is a fluid term, right? Like, there's long speed, which neither of them really ha- had, but there's short area quickness and burst, which is way more important. And I think both of them have that. Obviously. Maybe it just maybe it all just comes down to obviously like how many times you have a chance to succeed in it, right? Because when you think about it, if you prioritize the guy that has long speed, like let's take Leonard Fournette for example. This is actually a really good example. Fournette, when he gets the opportunity to um, run through the hole or run off tackle, get to the outside and use that straight line speed, great, he's golden. But how many times a game does that happen? relative to how many times a game it would happen to where a running back might have one-on-one with a linebacker, has better short area quickness, makes a miss, gets an extra four or five, six yards out of it. Because yeah. that happens a lot more often. Right. So shouldn't that be what you value more? Yeah, I think so. I think that's that a good, Did that make it. any sense? Did that no, make sense? I think so, yeah. Okay. Right. I think that makes sense. I right. just think that I think that it's just if you go purely off the athletic testing numbers and like – Use it to throw out the tape. I think that that's you know a mistake, and I, that's why I really like. I love Kamara's elusiveness on tape. You know, I just thought I was worried about his testing a little bit, but especially for a guy that's going to be used in space. And I valued both of these guys around where they were drafted. That's the thing. So it's not like the NFL was like right, 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 right. I'm like, with you there. Uh, yep. You know, prove me wrong or anything, or, or really how most you know. But I just think you know that was that that was a lesson learned from those guys. But also just again goes to our point: don't draft running backs high because. You can get good ones all over the place. And uh, the traits that are really most important, like Fournette was the greatest athlete out of the group probably, but like hasn't translated to being the best running back. And I want to add this. Fournette is still a good running back. Like I'm not yes. trying to say Fournette yeah, yeah. isn't no, a good they're player. they're all good. Right? They're all good. But I know people are going to come ask and be like, as soon as Fournette goes for 100 yards in his next next time he's out on the field, people are going to be like, oh, y'all said Fournette sucked. And No, we don't say Fournette does sucked. not suck. <laughs> yeah, Fournette, Fournette doesn't does suck. Not suck. He's, just, he's just hurt a lot. Yeah, I had a second-round grade on him. I think he's going to play like a second-round running back, you know, but they took him number four overall, and they don't have a quarterback, so sucks. <laughs> you know, we talk a lot about the teams that passed up under Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Imagine if either of them were in Jacksonville, and who cares who the running back is, or they took anybody in the mid-rounds as a running back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now the Jaguars are 3-3 three and three and don't have a quarterback, so anyway. These are the discussions we have. This is this is I know there's been a lot of this with the Saquon Barkley pick, you know, and I and I get why there's frustration about it because he's been so good, but here's how you build a team, folks. Like it ain't like this. <laughs> it just isn't. Uh, and sooner or later NFL teams are going to wise up and figure it out that uh, a lot of the traits you value in running back that really matter can be found in the middle rounds of the draft. So that's our two cents on the running back class. Jumping back to the 2017 group, uh, who is off to a pretty hot start, uh, really the healthy ones anyway this season. So good to see all those guys really hitting their stride and doing big things. We will talk tomorrow about the weekend that was in college football. A ton of prospects standing out to us. We may do a lot of talk on the tight end class tomorrow, because the potential tight end class tomorrow, very underclassman dependent. But I think this class may just deserve its entire episode to get all the names out there, get everybody kind of knowing who what the, what the gig is with these guys because we already talked about the wide receiver class so much. And we've talked about the quarterbacks a ton. And we've talked about the defensive line a ton. But this tight end group could be up there with those top position groups. Uh, I really think so. So 
uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, of course, more NFL talk as the week goes on, too. We'll discuss rookies. We'll get our eyes on some of these rookie performances and uh, watch tape from around the league and let you guys know what to expect. So until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.